Hi friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. I know God has a word for you today. As you listen, let God speak to you. He loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Now join us live for our service. This month is, um, anytime you start a new year and you know our new theme, um, if you've not been a part, you weren't here. How many were not here last week? You were not in this building last week. Raise your hand. Okay, so only about 15 of you. Okay, so next week we will play because there's a whole wave of people still coming on their holidays. Um, we'll play the, the uh, video next week for you um, to see the theme. This is where amazing happens. In Joshua chapter 3, verse number 5, it says, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Do you hear what I just said? Amazing. He will do. You need to anticipate. Yes. Something good is about to happen. So this sermon today I've entitled, Prayer Works. It is our theme for this month is it's the place of mercy and our position or the place is the Red Sea. You can see that picture is that we've used for the highlight of the, of the theme for this month is the opening of the Red Sea. I guess some kid's not happy. So, so find the mother real fast. <laughs> Whichever kid, you know that cry, yell, run back there. <laughs> Give them candy, cookies, $5, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> He's still not happy. She's, uh, make something happen back there. All right. You need to understand that the place that we're going to be dealing with all this year when God brings you to a place, I say that again, when God brings you to a place, something good is going to happen. Okay? Now, only five people in the whole room believe that. When God brings you, I didn't say when you brought yourself, when God brings you to a place, something good will happen. And if God needs to open the way, or open the door, or open the sea, he will do that. It's your job to go. It's God's job to take care of the front. <laughs> he is the way maker. I didn't pick that song for our altar response every Sunday for this year just for another song. But if you're going to go to a place, you better have a way maker in order to get you to that place. Are you listening to me? It's not you getting to the place. It's God getting you to that place. And there's not a mountain too big, there's not a valley too low, there's not a water, a body too big or grande or deep that's too hard for God to get you through. 
So Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, which the team did at the beginning, which is our verse for the months, let us then approach God's throne. It's the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy. Anybody need mercy? Okay, every person in this room should have said yes. We all need mercy. And find grace to help us in our time of need. So our location for this month is the Red Sea. It's the sea that today, if you know geography, separates Egypt from Saudi Arabia. There's a body of water water right there, and there is a sea called the Red Sea. Most scholars believe that the distance from where the Israelites entered the water to the point that they exited the water was approximately 13 miles. So when you look at that body, I'm sure the translator translated that correctly as far as kilometers or something. But when you see Moses standing there in that picture right now, you're seeing, because you guys are seeing that, I'm seeing that, you're seeing him look, and across that body of water is 13 miles. This month, I'm going to go into that process. Because some of you are convinced that (laughs) if it's too hard, I ain't doing it. If it's too big, I'm not going there. It's too difficult. No, 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 no. If God's asking me to do something bigger than what I think, oh, no. I'm only going to stay within my realm of what I know. Man, I love what Nasha challenged you on today. Go beyond that. It's a new year. Doesn't matter what you've done in 2018, it that's already gone. What are we gonna do this year? Don't you want to do something? Uh, nobody wants to do anything in the room today. Today, if you was to make a journey to those two points on the planet, the place that the nation of Israel entered, and the place that they exited. There are two granite pillars that are there positioned that you can see the exact place that happened. 400 years after, get this how God is talking to you today, 400 years after the Israelites went through that body of water, 400 years, Solomon The king that Nasha talked about today. The king that I didn't tell him what I was preaching today. That king had those two pillars erected. I'm telling you, the place is important. 
And if you will obey God and you will do it God's way and you will pray, prayer works. I want you to watch this video now to see exactly what I'm going to describe for you this month. You do that? Trap. You've led us into a trap. What kind of leader are you? You'll have us killed. All right. Enough! come back, ain't you? There's more to the story. Now, that's camera work. That's some great tech people on my staff that put that together to show you a place. The reality is the Bible has described that to us. This month, I'll tell you how deep that was. I'll tell you how wide that was. Today, I will tell you there was a million people walking across there. How much space do you need for a million people? 
I've already told you that it took one day for that group of people with the armies of Pharaoh behind them. And I led you for just a few seconds. I led you, let you see the, the chariots coming. It doesn't matter that you know where the place is. It's that you trust the God of the place. Because the enemies are not going to stop just because you've got to the place. Your enemies will not throw up their hands and say, I give up. But if the God that created you can get you to the place, he's going to see you through the place to your ultimate destination. Hear me today, church. Don't miss your moment to get to your place. You may be saying, I'm up against the Red Sea. I've come out of my captivity. The story is that they were in Egypt in captivity. They were slaves. They were in bondage. And some people got a hold of God. Joshua used the words, consecrate yourself. So my point number one today is consecrate yourself. If you will consecrate yourself, I'm telling you, God will show you the place, and God will direct you through the place to the finish. You are dedicating. When you say consecrate, you are dedicating yourself wholly to the Lord. That means your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit man, your finances, your jobs, your education, your marriages, your kids. See, when you consecrate, you're giving all to God. Because if you haven't faced a Red Sea, you will face a Red Sea. Say, oh man, I came to a church and the pastor tell me how bad it's going to be. Well, then you live in a different world if you don't think there are places and times in your life that it's going to be bad. You, you live in a whole different planet if you don't think there are going to be places and times in your life that it's going to be bad. There's going to be decisions. There's going to be problems. There's going to be situations. And if you have consecrated yourself to God, prayer works. You can call on the name of the Lord. When those people were praying to get out of Egypt and God heard their prayer and God sent them Moses and Moses shows up and all the plagues happen and all the things happen. If you read your Bible, you'll find all that out. And Pharaoh says, okay, let the people go. And Moses brings them out into the wilderness 23 days prior to the Red Sea, they were just running. God had provided the pillar of fire, cloud, so that they could see where they were going day and night. 
because they didn't trust Pharaoh. They didn't know that he was going to come after them. But Moses did because God did. Hear me. God's not going to take you somewhere if he hasn't already taken care of it. You got to trust God. But if you'll consecrate yourself, that's why we've done this entire week, this week, the emphasis. And you've, if you're on our Facebook and our, all the stuff we do technology-wise, you've seen every day video clips and, and, and Bible verses and things to pray. This week has been our week of prayer and fasting for this, this church and for our lives. And I've asked you to do that. Some of us will continue in fasting and prayer. I hope we all pray. I hope all of us pray. All of us need to pray. Not just when the pastor calls for prayer. Every day we should pray. See, when you give oneself, you, you give everything. I even wrote in my notes today, you even give your free time. My free time? I'm going to give God my free time? Listen, if you really do love God, you give God everything. Do you hear what I just said? Listen, there are some religions of the world that tell you what time to pray. When to pray, what time to pray, and they even tell you where to pray. The God that I'm talking about today says, I love you. I want to talk to you. I want to communicate with you. You're my people. I want to talk to you. That's a God that values his creation. That's a God that hasn't put restrictions on you. But his word declares that if you'll consecrate yourself, you will see amazing things happen. Don't you want amazing things for your children? Don't you want amazing things for your grandchildren? Don't you want amazing things for your families? Don't you want amazing things in your education? Don't you want amazing things to happen in your jobs? Don't you want amazing things to happen in your church? Don't you want amazing things to happen with those children over there? Don't you want amazing things to happen with our teenagers that are over there? Don't you want amazing things to happen this year? Because God is amazing. He's not restricted. It's amazing to me the story... Because Joshua said that. <laughs> and, and what happened next? After Joshua said those words, consecrate yourself. They're out there in the wilderness. <laughs> they had just crossed the Red Sea. They're 
aimlessly wandering around some more. And they faced another river. This river that they're about to face is at the height of the potential of the deepness. It's called flood stage. It's called the Jordan River. And the reason I'm using both rivers today or both bodies of water is because some of you have already been through a battle. Some of you have already been through a Red Sea. Some of you have already been where it's been difficult. It doesn't mean that there won't be another place. And the God that brought you through the first one will bring you through the second one. Anybody with me? God won't say, oh, no, I only get one. No, I'll bring you through again. Joshua chapter 4, verses 23 through 24. I want to read this to you. See, you've got to have faith. You can't pray without faith. That's almost impossible. So what, what's the sense of praying unless you have faith that you're going to have the answer to the prayer? For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea. And when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. That's amazing to me. I'll do it one. I'll do it in the Red Sea. I'll do it in the Jordan. Listen to verse 24. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth... That's more than just the people. All the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Say, what are you saying, Pastor? If God can do it once, he can do it again. Do you know there was 3,500 years between this event in history? And you sitting in that chair today? 3,500 years have transpired. Do you think in 3,500 years God has lost his power? Do you think in 3,500 years God quits doing amazing things? The God of the Red Sea is the God of Rome, Italy. Listen, church. Listen, live stream audience. The God of the Red Sea is the God of your exact place today. So if you consecrate yourself, the next thing you're going to have to do is approach God. Number two, the Bible says, come with praise and thanksgiving. I like starting our service every Sunday morning with something alive. Because our church should be alive. You should be alive. 
You may have walked in from difficult situations, but I pray that you leave your situation at the door for a moment and you allow our worshipers to help us usher in the presence of God. That's why we always start with something that's alive. <laughs> Some people always try to tell me, well, let's do something really slow. Well, I'm bored. I want to be alive. I like slow, but that's not what I want to start with. The Bible says, come to the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Bless his name. Let the high-sounding symbol and the low-sounding symbol, let, I mean, make some noise. That's what the Bible says. So when we come to church, I think that's what we should do. You say, well, that's not what happens in my culture. Remember the word about the culture. <laughs> we leave your personal culture at the door, and we pick up God's culture and the Bible's culture when we walk into our church. And we say, okay, what does God say about praise and worship? We're going to put on the garment of praise. And then the spirit of heaviness is going to be lifted off of our bodies. And though we may have walked in troubled and discouraged, when we've entered into the presence of God, then the praise goes up. His presence is going to come down upon your life. And the Red Sea of your life is going to part. You're only starting your message, you're already yelling. You got to get this. Some of you walk around like, oh. get me, camera. Oh. 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 It's been so bad. Oh, it's so cold out there. Oh. Oh. Now look at your neighbor and say he was talking about you. <laughs> Go ahead. Some of you didn't do it. And don't act like that didn't translate. Don't act like, oh, what did he say? What did he really mean by that? No, I'm telling you. If that's you and you're going through this difficult moment, can you imagine those Israelites getting out of the bondage and the slave masters beating them and not giving them food? Can you imagine that? And they're out there in freedom 23 days. And all of a sudden they see this huge body of water. You saw the artist's description Oh, Moses, you brought us out here to kill us. Moses, I love what Moses did. <laughs> ah, he got away from them guys. You may have to listen to your pastor. You may have to walk the other direction. Because you don't want to surround yourself with the naysayers of this world. Because there will be people that say you won't make it. There's going to be some people that say you can't do that. There's going to be people that say in your life that won't work. 
But I'm here to tell you, with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. And if you will consecrate yourself, and if you will approach God, and say, God, I know that you are for me. He will show up. And the place that you have gotten so burdened down will now become, you'll throw off those negative things and those bad things that are happening and say, I'm going to put on God and I'm going to put on his presence and I'm going to put on his power and I'm going to see something change in my situation. Man, I'm glad I got a whole month of this. No, I really have a whole year. Approach God humbly. Don't just come in shouting. That's how I start, but come in shouting, saying, Yay, God, I love you, Jesus. But come in humbly, come in honoring. But come in anticipating. Listen. Anticipate that God's about to do something. Some of you are worried about your contracts. Quit worrying about it. God's got this. Some of you are worried about your job. Quit worrying about it. Because if you're worrying about it, you're spending time worrying. Worrying ain't going to help you. Approach knowing, God, that you will obey what he says. Now, I won't spend long on this point, but some of you need to learn you can't fix it. See, if you could fix your own problem, you would already fixed your own problem. Some of you would have run to the Red Sea and you would have sat there and said, okay, listen, if I go buy that boat over there, I can get that boat and we can go across in the Red Sea. Now, I'm going to want to help me. I'm a really good swimmer. I can swim all the way across there. Or some of you say, nope, I'm a really fast runner. I'm going to run all the way around this sea. You hear what I'm saying? Some of you, that's what would have been going through your mind. Let me see how I can figure out how I can help God. Because I know that my ways are good. Listen, my friends. When you come up against the red seas of your life, you have got to say, if God be for me, who in the world is going to be against me? I don't care if Pharaoh army is behind me and my team has said they are coming. I'm going to believe that it's just a matter of time that God is going to part that sea and I'm going to walk over or I'm going to walk on top of it or I don't know how, but I trust God. Say, man, that dude is crazy. I've never heard anybody like this before. I believe exactly what this Bible says. Do you hear what I just said? And I live what this Bible says. God knew this wasn't going to be easy for Israel. Kept them 40 years. A lot of Bible scholars, as I was studying, they all said the same thing. If they'd been more obedient, they could have got there faster. 
Okay, I'll just stare at the camera because it could not possibly be anybody in this room. It has to be the 30,000 watching on that camera. What are you saying, Pastor? Are you talking to me personally? Yes. Hear me. I don't write these sermons every week for that wall over there. Or for one individual in the room. I write this sermon directed by God for the world. I write this sermon for you. I've heard from God. I've prayed. I've fasted. I've studied. I've done my homework. And I'm delivering to you that if you will approach God, you'll consecrate yourself to God. You'll approach God. And you believe that when you're approaching God, something good is going to happen. I'm telling you that a miracle will happen for you. I'm asking you, as the Word of God says, pray daily. Some of you, it's, it's not a weekly thing here. Pray every day. Bible says pray without ceasing. So pray, pray multiple times per day. Let me be real honest. A lot of you could use multiple hours of prayer. Some of you angels could use less prayer. Are you judging us? No. You know who you are. You say, what, what is prayer? Prayer is talking to God. And prayer is listening from God. See, you can't have prayer if you're doing all the talking. What, what, what do you mean? Don't you want an answer to your prayer? Don't you want to hear God talk back to you? God, will you help me? Don't you want to hear the words yes? Don't you want to hear that? Or are you too busy laying out all of your situation? Can I tell you in advance, God already knows your situation? It's okay to request. I'm not saying don't request. But I am telling you to listen to what God has to say. Don't let your prayers take up all your time with you doing all the talking. Because if you approach God the right way, number three, mercy happens. So we've consecrated ourselves, we're approaching God, and mercy's about to happen. Everyone needs God's mercy. Look at your neighbor and say they need God's mercy. Some of you don't look ever. What is wrong with you? Look at your neighbor and say they need God's mercy. You say you're going to ask me to look at my wife and say they need God's mercy. Yes, I am. Coonley, look at Tawo and say she needs God's mercy. Ernest, look at Anna and say she needs God's mercy. Jennifer, look at me and say I need God's mercy. Listen, I'm making light of that, but I'm serious. We all need God's mercy. 
But in order for God's mercy to happen for you and to you, you've got to start with forgiveness. You've got to say, God, I'm sorry. Listen, if I was one of those Israelites standing on the beach there, I would have been saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. As fast as I could have said, I'm sorry. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I want to make sure <laughs> there is no problem. Now, God heard you the first time, but I just wanted to repeat it. Did you hear what I just said? See, God heard the prayers of the Israelite when they were in Egypt. You think they just stopped praying? Uh-uh. They didn't like being beaten every day. They didn't like being fed portions of food when they were allowed to get food. They were miserable for a long time. They were not happy. So they prayed. Do you think they quit praying when they saw the Egyptian army and 600 chariots coming after them? I bet they prayed a lot. I bet they started saying, oh, God, have mercy on us. Oh, God, have mercy on us. The guys in the front of the, of the, of the million, they were probably a little bit easier than the guys in the back of the. That's why you need to quit sitting in the back. If you were in the front, look at the picture here. You got a million people. So let's just say you're number one through 100. And right here is the beach on the other side. Now you're, you're, you're 999,000. You see what I'm saying? And you're like back here to the millionth person. And you can see the chariot right there. Are you listening to me? I'll bet you've got a whole lot of yell in you then. I bet you're trying to tell them people in front of you, would you hurry up? I bet you're yelling a lot right then. Come on, people, will you get there? What's wrong with you bullheaded people up there in front? Are you listening to me? If you want something to happen, you've got to get a hold of God. Quit staying in the back. Quit waiting for something else to happen. Quit waiting. Quit, quit thinking, oh, it's all going to work itself out. Prayer works. Amen. Go ahead and go after God. See what God's going to do to answer it. Trust in God. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct you. He'll help you. Pray. Pray. So mercy can happen. So if we're going to see the Red Sea's part in our life, number one, we've got to consecrate ourselves. 
Today, we're going to give you that opportunity. Like we do every single week in our service to say, here I am, God. I love you, Lord. And I really do need your help. Number two, we're going to approach God today. We're going to say, God, here's my prayer. Here's my partition. So that we can see mercy happen. I want mercy for your life. I want you to look back on 2019. Should Jesus tarry for the end of this whole year? I want you to look back on 2019 and be able to say with a full smile, wow, God is amazing. Because he has brought me through so many amazing places. If that's possible, prayer is working. I believe it's possible. Say, Pastor, I'm not, I'm not a church attender. I didn't ask you if you were a church attender. I've never been in this church before. I didn't ask you if you've ever been here before. Maybe you've never, ever even heard the word the Red Sea before. Maybe you've never even knew about Jesus parting the water, God parting the water, the Holy Spirit parting the water. I say, Pastor, you just used the Trinity. Why did you do that? We believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's the Trinity. The Trinity was active in the Red Sea. Read your Bible. Say, Pastor, I'm, I'm up against it right now. The doctor said there's no way. Can I tell you from experience, when the doctor told me there is no cure for the tumor in your head, you're going to die. I was looking at pictures yesterday because I love my grandkids and I was looking at some of their baby pictures and Rocco is 10 years old and I was looking at a picture where him and I were swimming and he was just a baby and he had all the little floaty things on and I wanted to see what I looked like 10 years ago What are you laughing for? <laughs> Shortly after that, a picture popped up of what I looked like when I'd been through radiation. And I'd lost all my hair. And the doctor said I was about to die. My Red Sea was right there in my face. Couldn't go left couldn't go right couldn't go back bam so I speak to you today out of experience 
when your Red Sea is right in front of your face and you don't know what you're going to do, pray. Say, dear God, help me. And I promise you, your miracle will happen. The day is your day. I've had my day. <laughs> that doctor say there is no tumor, there is no issue in your head, though some of you may think differently. I get to live. And my hair's back. It's all good. One prayer. It's all it takes. One prayer. Would you bow your heads, please? Thank you for listening. I pray that you heard from God today. And today I want to say a prayer with you. You need to make sure Christ lives in your life. So would you please say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I pray right now that you will come into my heart and into my life. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm going to stop doing. Because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that if you've said that prayer today, that you're going to have a life change. Things are going to be incredibly different for your life, and we'd love to help you. So if you would go to our website, icfrome.org, and make contact with us, I'd love to give you some information and get you connected to a church. Remember, God loves you, and He has a plan for your life. Bless you.